Poet Nansky, and I'm here today with Justin DeClue. And <laughs> did you forget your name again, Colin? <laughs> no, I was gonna come up with some funny joke, but never mind. Just make the predator noise. You yeah, were predator. Snick, Snick, Cunningham. <laughs> <laughs> Colin Cunningham. And today we're talking about a, a famous sequel to a very popular movie, Predator Two. I feel like this movie should have like a subtitle, like Predator Two. Hot time in the city, or something like that. <laughs> I think yeah. they ripped it off like a Dark Horse comic called Urban Jungle, or something like that. There is that's, that's literally cool. a million Dark Horse um, Concrete oh, Jungle yeah. Predator never, series. So, never read any of those things? Isn't the Predator the one like that's always crossing over with other major? He, he's met Batman three Predator. times. <laughs> yeah, Batman versus Predator. Now that's just ridiculous. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Third time's um, the charm. Well, this one had the, I think, one of the best taglines uh, on the poster. It's, uh, he's in town with a few days to kill. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great that tagline. <laughs> now, this was a movie that a lot of people may be going, hey, 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 Predator 2 is not bad. But for a long time, like when I was growing up, Predator yeah. 2 was hated. I did not really? like this when I first saw it in the theater. Because mm. honestly, my opinion is it only, um, the only strike against it is that it pales in comparison to the first one. Um, but I think it's really, really great on its own merits. Yes. But I just love that first one so much. You can't help but compare them, you know? I think I would, I'm comparing them, I'm comparing like Alien and Aliens. Mm. And I, I love this movie now. Like, I love it. Um, it, it's just like grown on me and it's mm -hmm. exactly what I want in a sequel. It's sort of taken like the, the original as like a jumping off point, throwing it all into like, you know, a new location, new characters, and just sort of like turning it on its head with like a completely different vibe than the first one. Yeah, you're right. It's a good example of how to make a sequel that's just not ex an exact carbon copy. And what lessons have the studios learned from Predator 2? <laughs> well, let's keep trying to remake Predator 1. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. never go back to the city again. Uh, well, he was in the Arctic in Alien vs. Predator. Oh, yeah. I rewatched <laughs> Predator and Predator 2 and I had so much fun. I was like, like, oh, you know what? I guess I'll give Alien vs. Predator another chance. That was Ooh. two weeks ago, and I only made it halfway through. <laughs> That's terrible. Well, it's funny because I, I saw this opening weekend in the theater in like 1990, and I remember calling my brother from the mall, uh, you know, because he was curious. He's like, "What? You know, how was it?" And I was like, "Ah, oh, I don't know, man. It kind of sucked, you know, compared to the first one." They just like did all these callbacks. Like callbacks really weren't a thing that mm. I can remember being a thing back then. So I was like, they just like repeated a bunch of stuff from the first ones, like a few jokes. And then like, it kind of ended a similar way, you know, with them walking out, you know, covered in ash or whatever. I, like I thought that was too much. There are callbacks in this movie, but they are so tame. I, that's what I'm saying. What, just like you know, a couple lines. In retrospect, looking at what cinema has become, the, the, those, yeah. those are simpler times. Honestly, I did like I. I was like, okay, yeah, they say the the famous line and anything else I was I didn't even really notice. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, it, it's just funny that that's what I thought back then. And this movie was made fun of a lot because uh, Danny Glover, who I will call Donald at some points in this episode, <laughs> get ready for it, that good old Danny, they're like, they cast Danny Glover? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's what you do. What, you want another Arnie? Like another quippy yeah. action hero? I yeah, exactly. You just got to like mix it up and do something completely different. And yeah. I'm, I'm so glad that they did that. I will admit that it's like, it's so 
it's he's such a different character. Yeah. And he takes his shirt off at one point because it's so hot. And like he's he's still buff, yeah. but he's not walking around with no shirt on. So mm-hmm. it's like because that's not his character. Yeah. And he he holds his own against a predator, which is pretty cool. But I guess maybe people thought that did they think that that made the predator lame because like a, a New I can't York believe can uh, Danny Glover and there's, you know, some subtext there could take yeah. on the predator. Yeah, But honestly, <laughs> where do you go from Arnold? What you want to get? I don't know who, who, who everybody who is an uh, equal beef exactly. was in the first predator. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, you know, it's they did with the Terminator too. It's like, you can't just get a bigger Terminator. You just go with the well, Robert, Robert Patrick. Patrick. Yeah, you know, exactly. Go with I mean, wouldn't model. it have been great if predator two was about like the predator teaming up with Danny Glover, to take out the other predator, <laughs> which was comes. the plot of the original third act of Shane Black's pre- the predator. Yeah. That movie oh. was chopped to shit. We oh already my did God. a whole Patreon on it, but Oh, did like, we? I forgot about yeah, that. But just like hearing like all the behind the scenes stuff, it's just like, man, that could have been so much better. Or so much different. I don't know if it you well, know, it know. sounds crazier. But like this movie case, okay, so the director is Stephen Hopkins, who we kind of brought up few weeks ago i think supernova because uh, we talk about lost in we're talking space. about doing lost in space so he <laughs> that's did lost right in space. yeah i think that's why i thought of predator 2 because of lost in space and stephen hopkins is a director who did music videos and you can tell oh, okay. when you watch yeah. predator 2 yeah very, I, I think that's always a very good basis for a you know a is new, new director. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. look at Michelle Gondry, you know, um, Mick. Oh, don't look at Michelle Gondry now. There's a reason that he's kind of disappeared. Um, uh, he, he hasn't done it. Uh, well, he did the Green Hornet, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, fuck, who else am I thinking of? What about Russell Mulcahy? Yeah, I mean, I believe isn't Stephen Hopkins? Is he if not Australian? He's like from the UK. I oh, he's so, Jamaican yeah. Australian. Really? Cool. Yep. Wow. So uh, him and Russell Mulcahy definitely have the same style. And Stephen Hopkins, like a lot of directors, he directed, you know, Race, the film about the um, African-American Olympic athlete right before World War II at the Olympics. Okay. Mm. And then did Predator 2. And then Blown Away, actually. It was the Shepard Tommy Jones movie. Oh, because you listened to the We Hate Movies episode? Yes, (laughs) but I had never even heard of this movie. And then I saw the trailer and I was like, this sounds amazing. Saw, and you know saw what? Saw it in the theater. It was. It was well, great. have you seen the, was it the Pierce Brosnan, uh, it, was it a ripoff film, Livewire, where it's human beings exploding? Oh, I'm not I sure, remember that. that sounds right. Directed yeah. by Canadian Christian Duguay, who directed, I think, some Scanners films. Yep, Scanners 2 and 3. <laughs> well, I, all the Scanners sequels were shot here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, of course, Canadians directed. But getting back to Stephen Hopkins, yeah, he's mm-hmm. a director. It's like no one really would say probably they're a fan of his, like Lost in Space. But he, he did The Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street. Nobody really loved The Dream Child. Right. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. Blown Away was fun. Predator 2. Love it. Those, he did those, Skeleton those Key, which I've never seen. Ghost in the Darkness. I never saw that. Oh, that's oh, a great one. That's Val Kilmer versus a CGI yeah, tiger. I have seen really? that, but <laughs> yep. I was uh, too young to really remember it. But we had it on VHS, so we watched it a lot. But I don't remember what happened. <laughs> it's Val Kilmer and Michael Douglas, I believe. Yeah, but it's, yeah. it's like two tigers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. One two tigers. Ghost. Yeah, Val and Michael. They're two one tigers the going ghost. at it. One's called the ghost and one's called the darkness. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm not joking. That's true. Right? Why are the tigers sure. on the poster? They're in the title. Like, what's going they're, on they're here? They're not tigers. They're lions. Lions. Lions, yeah. tigers. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> Just like Gary Busey says in this movie. Oh, this movie has got such a stacked cast. Oh, too. the cast of this movie is wild. Well, okay, we'll go through it as we go through the plot. Uh, the film opens amazingly where it's yes. like, oh, it's the jungle. Just like the first Predator. Or is it? It's the jungle of the city. The urban jungle. It's L.A., actually. Because the camera pans up from the jungle into L.A. And this is a Jerry Goldsmith score, right? Uh, Alan Silvestri. Alan Silvestri. I always get them confused. Alan came back. Yeah. Did he come back or did he just drop the cues from the first one to the movie? That's what we were wondering. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it's still great. It's still a great score. Yeah, it's such a good score. Oh, it's so good. This opening scene is fucking amazing. Sorry, Colin. I'm doing lines of coke as I'm watching this movie because it's like the most coked out film that you've ever seen. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's coked it's, out and sweaty. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. It's so sweaty, sleazy. It kind of it gives me like RoboCop vibes at times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially this opening scene, which feels like it's right out of like RoboCop 3, like the beginning, where it's like oh, the gangs yeah, are fighting. 100%. Oh, it's like we need a someone's got to save us. And oh, then Robocop yeah. pulls up, or maybe like a Death Wish sequel or something. Because the <laughs> gang is like insane, and they're just spitting bullets everywhere oh, this, and like laughing and screaming. It's so good. But and like, they're all to, stylized. They're like, it's the Jamaicans. Yeah, <laughs> their outfits. Okay, we'll get to it. But my God, um, yeah, this scene is fantastic. It goes on so long. It's so chaotic. It takes forever for the hero of the movie and to Glover show up. To show up. And it's just like one thing after another, and it's just like cars exploding. I will say, it starts, this movie kind of starts at an 11, and there are like a little bit parts where it dips down, but overall, it kind of stays like at that high energy level the whole movie. It couldn't be any more different than the first movie. The first movie was such a slow, tense burn. I wouldn't even like... I don't know, call it really an action movie. Well, the first movie has one big action scene when they they invade the the base, but that's pretty much it. All the other incidents are like the Predator taking down the rest of the team. Yeah, it's more of a mystery and, you know, it's almost like an Agatha Christie type thing. Well, now we know it's the Predator. Who could it be? The Predator. We know it's the Predator and we need to see the Predator It does take a while to see the Predator in this movie, though. Well, it's like doing the camouflage thing Mm -hmm. for uh, most of the first (laughs) Yeah, you see it kind of right off. Well, you see from its POV right off the bat, like, mm. uh, you know, vision, before we even see this action scene. But uh, yeah, it's so cool. And uh, we get the news reporter. Now, yeah, I was getting Robocop vibes here because the news reporter's like, oh my God, we're here at a shootout. And then the bullet whizzes past. He's like, oh, fuck this. Let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got Morton Downey Jr., who I don't know Looks if you like guys. Jerry Orbach. Yeah, he's got very large teeth. Uh, I don't know who Morton Downey Jr. is. He like used the to name? be a talk show host back okay. in the Okay, that's 80s. what I thought. But he's related to Robert Downey Jr. No. Right? So there's another Downey Jr.? Yes. It's not at all related. Yes. Okay. There's some Baldwins out there as well that are not related but to the Baldwins, the junior, April. It's the junior part. Well, yeah, but Robert Downey Jr. is the son of Robert Downey Sr. And? Morton Downey Jr. is the son of Morton Downey Sr. Well, Wait, but who's on first? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he, was, he just had a really sleazy kind of Jerry Springer-esque talk show. Uh, Where is I he these days? Is he on some kind? Is he dead? He's dead. <laughs> okay. He's well, dead. He's doing his, a similar role in His show. famous thing was he would just yell at people on his show and he would chain smoke on his show and mm. ironically died of lung cancer. Very <laughs> well, ironic. Maybe not ironically, just, you know, <laughs> it's a, you c- 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 connect things together. <laughs> Dude. 
But yeah, he's really funny in this. He's like always trying Occam's to get razor into the, and everything. He's trying to get into the crime scene. Yeah, he's got this sleazy sneaking in the back. It's like a, a new show called Hardcore, and he's always like on the scene trying to get all the the juicy tidbits. It's kind of like a National Enquirer tabloid TV type thing. Yeah, so this movie also takes place in the not-too-distant future. It's like 1997. Yeah, but it's like, so there's some future tech, but not a ton. I love it when movies are like five years from now, because they know what they're (laughs) doing, so they can just be like crazy and, you know, all over the place. Yeah, but it's like, we can still use modern-day cars. We don't have to build anything futuristic. (laughs) Still have gigantic cell phones. But But Danny Glover has a giant laser sight on his gun. I think everybody's got Maria Conchita Alonso has this crazy yeah, gun the too. The guns are interesting. Yeah, but it, you can tell they're just contemporary guns with just sort of additions on them. You know, you yeah. don't have to like. Which I'm, I'm down with that. I'm fine. I like that as a design choice. I really love this movie introducing like a new character actor like every scene. You're like, oh, who's yeah. that? Who? Whoa, yeah. wow, he's There's in this movie. We've got Ruben Blades. <laughs> yeah, that? that's how his name is pronounced. It is. Oh, it is, is that um, Blades? The, like, yeah, the second, the second in command. He has been top. called Ruben Blades by like that's a cool name, Blades. Yeah, I thought it was yeah, Blades. it's not. It's Blades, and it's Maria Conchita Alonso from uh, The Running Man. Mm-hmm. Um, the Arnie picture. Those are those are the the two other team members, Danny Boy, and I forget Maria's name, but and they're like, ah, we need backup, and backup arrives in the form of. <laughs> Danny Glover. <laughs> in a gigantic yellow car. It looks like the, the Evil Dead car. <laughs> he looks just so out of it in this movie. He's like, all right, I'll help you. I need a gun. I need a big gun. <laughs> like, he's, so, he's so sweaty, and his voice is so raspy. Yeah. <laughs> he talks it's always like this been raspy. The whole movie. I'm too old for this shit. And I have to say, I don't know if it's like the futuristic style or whatever. He's wearing the biggest pants I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Why is it that in future movies, you always find that like the 40s came back, and they're wearing super high baggy pants and long got, trench coats? There's like fancy from like a zoot suit or something. The further we get in the future, the closer we get to the d- reality of Dick Tracy. That's just how things I go. I said Dick Tracy. They did it in her. They did it in Brazil. It's just Yeah, I heard they've happening. got really high pants. Yeah. Those are like hipster pants. Well, those are, those are kind of two different Well, there, choices, there's, they yeah. got nothing on Danny Glover's pants because he's, he's a huge tall guy and those pants must be like uh, a foot taller than me. I... <laughs> Just uh, checked out Danny Glover's IMDb, and this year he made um, the film with Charles uh, Burnett, a very, you know, acclaimed art house director, To Sleep With Anger, and the same year, Predator 2. It's like, oh, yeah. I, I can do everything. He yeah. got Danny Glover, man. I when did he fall away? Like, Danny Glover? When people decided, oh, we don't want him to be a leading man anymore. Well, that's pretty much it. I think his biggest role, like that I've seen, is probably the color purple. I just mm-hmm. I watched. I mean, I watched seen it before, but I watched it recently. Well, like biggest and he role, probably got it yeah. an Oscar. Lethal Weapon. Yeah, the I Lethal know, Weapon but films. Blah blah. You know. <laughs> well, you're not a fan of a uh, good old. <laughs> Danny Glover and whoever his other co-star is can't I've recall the name. Joe, Joe Pesci. <laughs> Joe Pesci. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never Joe seen Pesci it. is most annoying. I'm, just I'm Leo he... Getz. What you want? I'll get. No, it's great that he can do like kind of action schlock, but also mm-hmm. like you know dramas and stuff. I like think that. Danny Glover has also been banished to DTV and Christmas Land as well. Oh mm-hmm. yes, he's on the really famous Christmas uh, movie, The Christmas Train, where he gaslights his employee through the whole oh, film. No. Oh my god! Well, he was in. Uh, uh, sorry to bother you. Yes, he was. He was also in Jumanji: The Next Level. Is he, he really? I, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. He plays because. One of the old guys um, in that. 
Yeah, and the whole uh, joke is that uh, not The Rock, it's the other. Kevin Hart does a uh, very good Danny Glover impersonation for the whole movie. Because <laughs> the, the premise is that Danny Glover gets zapped into the game and he possesses the Kevin Hart uh, oh. avatar. That sounds, that sounds amusing. We liked the we first one yeah, well I actually enough, really liked so, the first one. Yeah, I, I, would, I would watch And while that. Dwayne Johnson, like, I mean, he's not much of an actor. He just kind of, he, like, he's supposed to be imitating Danny DeVito and he, he's just doing an old man voice. No, His man. best yeah. acting was in uh, Southland Tales. And, uh, <laughs> oh, all right. Oh. Oh, God, we're not going to watch that for the podcast. <laughs> uh, not a good movie. Uh, but moving on, uh, in Predator 2 back, land. Back to Predator we, 2. So Danny Glover, he's a hero. He like leans out of his car, firing guns at the bad guys, chases them up into the building. He backs up and then rips his uh, rips the door off the car. He's so, so, he can, cool. so he can lean out and shoot. Yeah, but he's cool by being not cool because it's Danny Glover doing all this stuff just soaked in sweat. Yeah, he looks like there's like a desperation, you know, anytime he's on screen and he's not, you know, he's not, he has like a one liner here and there, but I don't know. Well, do you think it was really that hot? <laughs> In Los Angeles? Yeah. Sure. Holy but fuck. I mean, kidding? it was when I went there the one time, but like. They, they, their suits have just like sweat like stains yeah. all over them. Like so it's so hot. Makeup. Wear a t-shirt, guys. Come on, <laughs> be comfy. Know. Well, that's Danny. At one point, Danny Glover has to go back to the precinct to change shirts, <laughs> and then and then he meets yeah. Bill Paxton, who is wearing a suit that he sweated through. Like the pits are just like yeah. But the thing is, the Predator only comes in the hottest season. Well. well. Yeah. That's I love not that true, detail. based on Alien versus Predator, when they it's have a fight true. in the Arctic. It's Ugh. true, but I love that detail in this because I kind of forgot that until it's explained later. Or by I think it's I said that they busy. like heated places, but it's not you know the only place that they come. I guess. Listen, well, I, I'm, I think, I'm yeah, trying but, to defend. No, no, no. In, in the first one, in the first one, yeah, the the woman says that they only come in the hottest seasons. Yeah, but maybe so. that's just because that's when it's summer for them. So I think you know, it's they're just, on vacation. I think they just like the heat or whatever. We all hot. like the heat, though, Colin. It's that's where we want to go. It's probably no. hot on their planet. I don't like the heat. I, I honestly, watching this, uh, I think I would rather that than what is happening right now with the winter because I'm the so cold. tired of winter. My God. So you've reached that Canadian part of yeah. that we all do every year when we're like, <laughs> ah, isn't winter <laughs> over yet? At the Come end on. of February when we actually yeah. have at least one more month to go. I go and I you have like, like one day where everything melts and you're like, is it over? And then the next day spring. it's like giant yeah. snowstorm. I was out walking in the cold the other day. It was like minus 14 or something. And I was sweating. Like, I Well, just, if you're walking around, I'm not, I'm not made for, for heat. Uh, yeah, Colin loves the cold. He is like a <laughs> snowman type figure. It's true. He walks out, doesn't even wear a hat. Ever. He's like... Um, you know that Edgar Allan Poe story of the guy that has to be in the refrigerated room and if he leaves, he melts? <laughs> Mr. Freeze? Yeah, that. Yeah, the classic Edgar, <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe story. Mr. Mr. Freeze. Freeze. <laughs> Mr. Freeze. <laughs> so, Arnold uh, again. Uh, <laughs> he keeps coming up. Edgar Allan Poe's Mr. Freeze starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. From the famous the uh, Edgar Allan Poe movie. Fan. I mean, you know who's the biggest Edgar Allan Poe fan? Sylvester Stallone. Oh, Jesus Christ. Did he want to play him at one point? Yeah, he wanted to direct, write, and star in Edgar Allan Poe movie. Uh, Uh, There's a recent video I saw, and there's a big Edgar Allan Poe bust uh, (laughs) surrounded by Rocky, like, just junk paraphernalia. It's in his house? I imagine that's what his whole house is like, is just Rocky stuff and paintings. You know it. I mean, you've seen... 
Uh, oh, why, we just said his name. The uh, the third star of the Lethal Weapon movies. Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci's house that yeah. was on yeah. sale. And it just feels like Joe Pesci pinball yeah, machines and Joe Pesci posters. I have a feeling, like, posters posters. Have a feeling uh, Sylvester Stallone's house would just be paintings of himself. Well, I mean, you know, 100%. that and Edgar Allan Poe. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, his, and, himself as Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, yeah, you beat me to it. <laughs> Wait, so was he going to be in an Edgar Allan Poe like story or he was going to be you a No, know, he wanted to be like a biopic. Oh, God. And he's like, oh, John Cusack beat me to it in that oh, action film, The Raven. The Raven, Raven yeah. <laughs> oh, we should do that on an episode. P.U. I've never seen it all the way through. I remember watching it and I, I can't remember anything about it. Except I think he just dies on a park bench at the end. Yes, he does. And that's how Edgar Allan Poe died. Yeah. Uh, But he didn't have like a big action mystery before he got (laughs) to that point. So uh, we talked about Bill Paxton's suit, but his well, Yeah, we didn't get to the fact that there's a big fight. The yeah, Predator. We haven't, we haven't even gotten there yet. Oh, well, okay, yeah. Let's, go, let's get into the let's, building. Let's go back. They get to the building. This is the, uh, is it the El Scorpio or whatever? El Scorpion. El Scorcho. Um, yeah, so they start like loading El up. El Scorcho. They're, they're like wearing, a, you know, the bulletproof vest and like getting all the guns and stuff. And then the scorpion guy like takes a big hit of cocaine mm. out of like a gold scorpion. And then he goes. He like just crazy. splashes it in his face. Yeah, he's it's like, all over his yeah. face. Yeah, he like throws it on himself. And he goes, "A scorpion is ready." <laughs> but you know what he wasn't ready for? The predator. Yeah. No. And then the yeah predator takes him out. You just see the explosion. Danny Glover's like, "Oh, is there any cops in the building?" Now, Let's what does this movie introduce as far as predator lore goes? I know I watch them back to back. Is this the first movie with like the hook nets, the like oh, pinion of like the wall? So many new I'm things. I'm pretty sure all his tools. And he are has like new. that crazy like glaive that's like shing that yeah, opens well, up. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. And of course, like, the like the round discus. Pretty thing. much everything yeah, in the movie thing. is new. Oh. Um, I think it only used like the hand claws before, like the wrists kind of. Oh, and claws. he had like a shoulder-mounted laser cannon. Yeah, that's well. about it, though. But the uh, we don't see anything that, like, until the until the uh, voodoo gang scene. We get all the new stuff. Yeah. It's weird that like they created all this stuff for this movie, and after that, they're like, "Yeah, we don't make anything new anymore." And you're like, "Nothing, nah, Predator Dogs. That's predator it. Dogs, that's all you get." Yeah, yeah. yeah Predator Dogs. It. And they're gonna show up twice. Oh boy. Oh. Hey, well, I never saw Predators. There's really nothing new. In oh that. no, nothing. Um, Terrible. <sighs> Except for Topher Grace going. I like it here on this like murder planet that they're on. <laughs> Why does he always play like a, a, a douchebag? <laughs> yeah. uh, well, supposedly because he's like a sociopath in real life. Oh, <laughs> I think we okay. talked about that Fantastic. when we I'm at some point. Sure. But um, so okay. all the uh, gang in this opening scene get killed by the predator. Danny Glover and his team show up. A lot of his team get brutally murdered in the sequence. I mean, this whole movie is a lot of that. Uh, Not in this. Yeah, they get shot down, remember? Because they run out and the guy gets kind of like falls out of the doorway and his gang is there and the guy turns and and he fires his guns at them. Okay. And that's why Danny Glover chases him up to the building and he's like, Jimmy Stewart. He's like, whoa, I hate heights. Yeah, I'm just thinking about his team just being like Ruben Blades and... Oh, no, no, just some generic guys getting more down yeah, yeah, yeah. oh cops are just getting killed left right and center in this center and, yeah. and gang member again like everyone's getting well the killed. gang members are slaughtered so yeah he chases like el scorpion or whatever up onto the rooftop and then he you know he's on the edge like going crazy he doesn't see the predator and he falls off this is where danny glover i guess gets his only quip he's like where's el scorpion he had to go to lunch 
because he like landed on a like lunch truck or something like that. He landed on a picnic table. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> next to next to like a, a taco truck or something. Yeah. Wait, 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 let me take that again. He went for a picnic. <laughs> no, yeah. Pick up some picnic basket. <laughs> Terrible. I'm Terrible. a big fan of Yogi Bear. Um, so yeah, Danny Glover kind of whips around. Wait, have you guys ever seen the Yogi Bear poster of the new movie? No. Where it's new like movie. Yogi Bear standing behind Boo Boo, and the tagline is "Good things come in bears." Ew. Oh no. <laughs> Ew. What marketing team came? Are up you with serious? This? I'm not joking. Search the Yogi Bear poster right now. Oh, they oh, they no. knew they knew what they were. Oh, doing. they definitely knew. Or was it like they release it and they're like, "I hope people <laughs> hope like this backlash. reaction." Good. Oh, great things come in bears. Great things come in <laughs> look at, bears. I'm going to send you the photo as we're chatting right now. And everyone at home, look at it. It's even more horrifying than I remember it being. Oh, that's awful. Uh, I mean, awfully funny. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, it scratches my particular kink. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> um... So now we're introduced to the team. We previously mentioned Bill Paxson's in this. And, no, and what, what's better than a sleazy Bill Paxson who loves golf? We haven't mentioned Robert Davi. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because yeah. Robert Davi yeah, and so, uh, Badman, um, uh, speaking of Baldwins. Yeah, Adam Baldwin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Baldwin? Yeah, we're kind of yes. jumping all over the place here. He gets chewed out at the bottom of the, the building by Robert Davi. And then uh, they seem to be friends. And then we see in the background that uh, it's like a silver helicopter lands. And then Gary Busey and this team of like special agents get out. And... Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter. But is Robert Davi like the um, like the FBI guy? No. And then above him is Gary Busey? No, he's like the deputy chief. So I guess he's oh. in charge of all the chief. All the, Which is sorry, weird the because there's also like, uh, you know, a captain that Danny Glover reports to. Yeah, but I think the uh, deputy chief is in charge of all the precincts i don't know the ranking mm. but robert dobby's in charge of everybody mm. uh and then above him is the dea i guess they're the federal yeah well, who's the dea in this movie gary, uh, gary well they're not really the dea but, but they, they call they're themselves like the, the yeah. DEA. special aliens unit yeah. <laughs> quote unquote dea <clears throat> Uh, they're pretending that they're here to stop the other gang, uh, King Willie's Voodoo Gang. The Voodoo Jamaican Gang. Yeah, which we'll we'll get to it a bit, but they're great. Uh, yeah, so then we go to the, the precinct, and you can tell it's like, all right, this guy's a music video director because it has a fucking great one shot. Yeah, uh, right from pretty good, the classic, yeah. we're going into a pre-think, we need a l- one long take scene. It is so good, but there's so many people in here, and it's so chaotic and crammed, and you're just getting these glimpses of like little mini-stories going through up by all these characters. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. One of the guys See looks like See if you Ted can spot Lee. the predator, he's in the scene. Oh, really? No. Oh. <laughs> That'd be funny if there was like a predator in the background. No, I thought it was like <laughs> Kevin Peter Hall, like the actor. Oh, no. And Danny DeVito as the wise talking cat. Well, I'm telling you, the Last camera goes by Hero. somebody in the foreground, and I swear it's Ted Raimi, but I don't know. Ooh. It looks so Predator much like Two is definitely a film that Ted Raimi would be in. Yeah, it's like, just uh, it's one guy getting interrogated by a cop in the foreground, mm-hmm. and he just goes in and out of frame. He's like, oh, come on, man. Did you try Googling it? I know. Yeah, there's no reference to it, so yeah. I don't think he was in it. Because I feel it. like it, somebody would have spotted it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a great <laughs> so, shot, though. Pretty cool. 
Yeah, and I also love that, like, the lighting in this scene, you know, it's going through, like, the slats, and it's, like, the sun is low, and it's streaming into this kind of, like, dusty, classic precinct. That's a, that's um, a sign of a great director right yeah, there. Yeah, the lighting looks... <laughs> that's it, a, that's it like looks a, either a Tony Scott or, you know... Or Spielberg yeah. would do that. Or a Ridley Scott or a Russell mm-hmm. Mulcahy or... Yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah, very, very well Spielberg done. would do it now. I think every shot in every one of his movies is in front of a glowing light source. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah but it's computer generated, so it, like, <laughs> looks off. <laughs> Not like the So we meet, yeah, the team, Bill Paxton, and they're like, we got to, you know, stop the Jamaicans and the voodoo gang. <clears throat> yeah, this is like uh, Gary Busey's, like, we're here to, to prevent King Willie's voodoo gang from taking over the whole East West Coast. Now, I just want to say, I did a little bit of research, and voodoo is not Jamaican. It came from Haiti. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there is some kind of offset of Jamaican voodoo, but mm-hmm. it felt a little stereotypical. <laughs> well, but with the, with, the, with the gang 1990s members... 1990s Hollywood movie making? Yeah. Wow, how'd they let that the slip gang by? Gang members all have the big dreadlocks, and they're all smoking giant blunts, and they're like, oh yeah, young man. And, uh, Their costumes are absurd. Their a little ridiculous. Oh, my God. There's nothing God. wrong with a little bit of like over-the-top campiness. We're going for a bit of a cyber future thing here, yeah. so that was fun. I mean, isn't the next scene after that uh, the Jamaicans like break into the Colombian drug lord's penthouse? Yes. Yeah. While well, he's uh, making love yeah. to his girlfriend. <laughs> this is another making great love. scene. That's not what I would call what was going on. There. Well, it's such an amazing intro to the scene because, like, you know, he has this like kind of glass penthouse on top of this building. We get like a f- helicopter flyover. Not only that, the the this penthouse. Yeah. It has these gigantic columns, and they're yeah. so ornate. I thought we were in a, a natural history. Museum. Yeah, it's like these Mayan kind of like uh, blocks that are like stacked yeah. up on I this mean, thing. Uh, it, it, it was a very unnecessary detail. I mean, but, this I mean, is like the most late like 80s movie that just came out in 1990. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. There's still that crossover. It was probably shot in like 89 or something. Yeah, because I believe Tango and Cash came out in 1990 Ooh. as well, which I think of that's as, another... oh, 1989. It just squeaked <laughs> under. But yeah. I, that's why I love early 90s movies, because they have the spirit of the 80s with uh, the kind of weirdness that came in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So in this sequence, the Predator shows up and kills a bunch of Jamaicans and uses all his nifty tools. Yeah, this is like what I'm saying. It's like everything new is introduced in this scene, almost. Dude, the net. It's got the net. He's got this That, like, squeezes. You get a close-up of someone's face getting, like, the net cut through it. Yeah, I I likened it to the net from Cube, which isn't even a net. It's more of a a metal grate. But it's like, yeah, it, like, cuts you. (laughs) And then it's got these, uh, yeah, he's got these, this little kind of, I don't know, flying trident thing Mm -hmm. that they find later. A glaive! We don't see that until later, though. Oh, am I thinking of yeah? Is it glaive? I'm thinking of the thing from Krull. Yeah, that's the glaive. That that's that yeah. we don't yeah. that we don't Man. see until the end of the movie. That's a movie we should do. Krull. That movie stinks. <laughs> well, yeah, my brother it. loves it. He loves it. Uh, I guess it has his fans. There's a shot in here that's so funny. It's like the predator is cloaked. <laughs> stabbing one of the guys with like this extendable spear the spear is just like seven feet long but it's just so funny because the predator's cloaked and there's this gigantic thing like 
I gotta say, uh, or I should ask Colin about this. I, these uh, camouflage effects are a little rough. Uh, really? No, I thought yeah, they were good. Yeah, I, I wasn't a big fan of them. I always like, ah, it looks it looks a little off, but that's why I'm asking you and you're... No. Uh, Professional. They okay. There's ones later that are like, I don't even know how they did them. They're so fucking good. Wow. Okay, so Colin approved. Colin yeah, approved. that shot later on in the alley with King Willie where it's walking... Oh, oh, like and on the, the water and, and stuff the camera like that? is moving mm-hmm. and just displacing the water and it's splashing up on its leg while it's invisible. I have no idea yeah. how they did that. They had a guy in a reflective suit. No, <laughs> no visual effects needed. Yeah, and there was no Boom, there was done. no CGI back then, so I don't. It know. didn't exist. What was the Computers. Guy? You had to put punch cards in them in 1990. Who did uh, the uh, Predator? I have no idea. No, I, famous VFX person uh, did the design. The oh, predator. Uh, Stan yeah. Winston. Stan Winston. That's right. Ah, uh, well, Steve Wang, my man, was one of the main guys who did the Predator redesign. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. It was two guys. It was Steve Wang and uh, I don't remember the other guy's name. And they, it has like a look that every Steve Wang creature that he designed has. Mm. Um, which is very specific. Well, I haven't seen the new, the first Predator in a while. Um, but uh, this this new predator, or is the same predator? Who knows? I mean, it, it looks the same, right? Or is it slightly different? I, they did make some slight differences. But I, I'm not to. a big enough predator fan. This is one of these uh, the predator. I swear to God, you know, after part two, it gets worse and worse looking with every movie. I know. But that's the classic, like Michael Myers mask never looks right. I, it's like you can never go home I again. Just that's don't the know issue. Why? I mean, Look you know, at you're Pinhead. Looking, I mean. We're looking at a movie from like 1986, Predator. Uh, I think and it's also an issue. Like I remember hearing, um, I don't remember what special effects guy it was talking about. It's the one who worked on the uh, Chuck Russell's The Blob. He was saying that he had to do a Chucky movie, and he's like, "We don't have the original molds for Chucky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's really hard to get him to look like he used to." But uh, you know, my my thing is isn't just like it, they just look like shitty plastic in the new movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just doesn't matter what they do. So. We don't know why that is, and know. we'll never know. Yeah, it just looks Cameras like... Cameras are better. Just, not slimy enough, no. that's why. No, it's, it's slime. it's just the design. Just There's just something about it. There. It just looks really, really bad. And yeah, I don't know, whatever. So after this big action scene where all the goons get killed in awesome ways, we, uh, the detectives show up, always just a little minute too late. <laughs> it's true. And uh, is it this, this is the same uh, uh, thing where Danny Glover and team, like, managed to sneak into the crime scene. They're not allowed in and they're like, okay, well, don't they like punch the, punch the guys out, out front and they're just like, we're going in anyway or mm-hmm. <laughs> some situation like that because they're like badass cops who never, they never go by the rules, um, which is part of the charm. Uh, Danny Glover never follows anybody. He's constantly like, I'm going to the building. Even at the beginning, he does it and gets a yeah. bunch of police officers killed in the process. But, but- damn it, he gets results. <laughs> and they look around and they're like, what's going on? And I don't think much is achieved here because what happens after that is Ruben. Can you say the name, Colin? I'm going to get his name Blades. wrong. All I want to say is Blades. 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 He sticks around to investigate a little bit and he finds the tip of the predator spear. But oh, the predator wants it back. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, as we all remember from the first movie, the predator only attacks people who are like threats i didn't think this guy was <laughs> much of a threat he's just like looking around i guess but he had a gun on him i guess he can uh, he can he can uh see that if you have weapons or whatever um 
I like that rule that this film seems to imply, which is like, no gun, the predator kind of leaves you alone. Yeah, well, no, it, Unless it, it did in the first movie. Pregnant. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. The, oh, that's true. She had a gun, but she was pregnant. The Predator's pro-life. Uh, yeah. No, in the first movie, the. Well, yeah, that, that's that's what I, what I like about it is just like if you're not a threat, if you're if you're clearly not a threat, I won't harm you, mm-hmm. and that's what makes the subway scene so great, which uh, is coming up next. Could you drop mm-hmm. your gun and then tell the Predator like, hey, I just don't want to do this anymore, man? I don't man. think so. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> I, don't he, I don't think you'd fall for that because the Predator he... takes it on a case by case basis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. Depends on what mood he is. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm grumpy. I'm going to take you all out today. Skin you, put you upside down. That's such a great thing, especially in like a modern context where he keeps doing it in this movie, too. Oh, yeah. There's so many upside down corpses in yeah. this movie. The corpse maker down at the effects house is like, oh, yeah, my business is doing well. Yeah, those always looked great. Um, so what happens after um, poor Danny boy gets killed? Danny boy. Um, then we go to, uh, he meets King Willie. Yeah, I thought, I thought so. Yeah. The King Willie. Yeah. So this is, I was just reading about this scene today. Anyway, like, yeah, he's outside with Bill Paxton and like this big limo covered in like, I don't know, zebra skin or something. Yeah. It's like purple, purple Cadillac. Zebra skin car. You know, and they're all in the back, like smoking weed. And then they, they're like, King Willie wants to see you. So they take him to some alleyway. I was reading about this alleyway. It looks fantastic, by the way. It's like all it's covered in shit and garbage and whatever. Mm. I was reading on IMDb that they said they found a dead body. <laughs> I, think it, I don't know if it was the producer or the director, but he said the most disgusting locations he's ever been on were the alleyways in L.A. when they were shooting this movie. Oh, boy. He said they were trying to set up shots and there were just like rats everywhere and like the uh, apartment dwellers i guess we're getting sick of the noise mm-hmm. and we're throwing bottles at them and bags of shit oh, bags oh of, god bags of feces and then they found a dead body in the garbage was it like a homeless person i don't or know like a it homicide? was a guy in an elmo suit <laughs> didn't specify just a dead body oh boy um, well yeah. so not a set people yeah <laughs> which is funny that in the scene king willie's like it's all it's a supernatural force that's coming after you <laughs> as like bags of shit is raining on him <laughs> he's like <laughs> the bags of shit come from the other side. <laughs> yeah, and so he gets his like bones out and like does a his little, chicken bones that he's like does you know, a little spell thing. throwing like die. Oh, he's trying to see. They're like the the you know they it's they're like, like fortune telling. They're like yeah. dice. They kind of like you know let you know where he's like it's dread, man. It's dread. Yeah. So I think this scene might be my favorite part in the movie, um, which is, there's a really really good cut where King Willie is screaming, and then it cuts to his open head or open mouth as the predator is is hauling his dismembered or decapitated head uh he's just walking away mm-hmm. and it's just so it's just brilliant that was funny that got a, and i love there, the confidence of them being like yep big fake head big close-up on screen hey, it works <laughs> like, the way, we're gonna make it the work the way it was cut though you don't register what you're seeing at first yeah. and it was it's such a good head it's, it's, i'd yeah. be very curious to know like what the effects process was on this film if it was very like rock and roll like we made it up as we go along or it's like we know very specifically what we want and how to execute it i um, think I would, I would think the latter 
Yeah, because yeah, I, w- I would think so as well because like the effects are very complicated and very specific, and, and so like the effect- gags that so need to be effective. pulled up. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. so many of them too. Especially God. like I mean, there's definitely way more as we go forward into the movie in the, the second half, um, but they're all so good. And for you know, not there's no CGI; it's all practical. I don't think it could get any better. So in the next scene, we have. Uh, Bill Paxton and Maria Conchita Alonso no, no, riding the no, subway. No, we're skipping over. Uh, I'm going to say it's my favorite thing. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. there's just so many good things. Like I could just name any scene in this movie. That's like my favorite <laughs> thing. They're just so awesome. So I'm just going to pick one that, you know, made me laugh. April kind of took my head cut, but whatever. But we're at the cemetery. Sorry. Oh, right. He goes to visit Danny Boy's grave yeah. in the cemetery. It's during the day. And then a kid's got a gun and he's pointing, oh, yeah! and he's pointing at the predator. And he's like, man, man. The predator like scans him, but uh, I guess the predator leaves like Danny Boy's like necklace dangling from a tree or something, and then uh, Danny Glover finds it, and there's like this whip pan. He pulls out his gun. <laughs> Danny Glover has like the craziest freak out as the camera roll just surrounds him. He's like, ah, ah. yeah, he kind of does like four whip pans, like uh, right, left, behind, front, up, down. All with practical camera whip pans. Yeah, I just want to do like a uh, like a super cut and just. Or it's like ten hours of Danny Glover freaking out in a cemetery. Yeah, it reminded yeah. me a lot of that scene in that Kenneth Branagh movie we watched, where they kept going to other windows and and oh, he dead was, again. He was in it's the it's window. hard to it's hard to describe. But like, and there's no way to post it. that because yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah. exist online. Yeah. But it was similar to that. It's similar to that. Yeah, you and could just see. And then we get to the subway where Bill Paxton and Maria Conchita Alonso are just riding on a hot, sweaty day. Can you imagine how hot it was in the subway in this scene? It's hot enough outside. No air conditioning. And then... No. No. I mean, there's (laughs) no air conditioning on Montreal subways, and it's brutal if you ride the subway. Is there any in New York? Uh, Probably not, right? I don't remember because uh, when I was in New York in the summer, I was in high school, so it was a long time ago. Um, (laughs) And you're not allowed to ride the subway. And also, (laughs) April has no memories of high school times. I'm pretty sure they are... uh, they are, but they're probably the same thing as here. Like every so often, you get one where the air conditioning's broken, so it's just hot. hot uh, I will just hot. say, Montreal, the subways are not only not air conditioned; they're also tiny. Like they're yeah. like half the size of Toronto subways. What a nightmare those are! Like the nightmare that's about to start a Predator too. Yeah. So it, this scene is really cool because it kind of amps up the satire and the Robocopness of it. Where Paul Verhoeven is uh, like, I'll, I'll direct for a day here. So let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So one guy's getting uh, hustled by uh, street toughs and he's like, got a book or whatever. And he's like, yeah, get away from me. I got a gun. And they're like, cool, you got a gun. And then everyone around them's like, I got a gun, too. And they all pull out their guns, which is funny. But this, of course, gives the predator incentive. Yeah, what was he just hanging out on the top of the subway? Yeah, why was he there? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Just the waiting. predator was like, I don't know which way. What, is it 4th Street? Which one am I supposed to take? <laughs> no, is this an express? <laughs> he's just hanging out. He's just like, I'm just going to wait till somebody pulls a gun. I think the assumption, was he following Bill Paxton because they had been at the crime scene? I guess so, you know, because you saw him. Yeah, Bill Paxton was like running after King Willie's like limousine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I yeah, think the predator, like, predator vision. What are the odds? It's New York, a big city, but really a small city, isn't it? We just run yeah, into I guess each he's other. following a lead, just kind of like the cops are 
Yeah, I so guess. Or Mil- Bill Paxton's like really hot because he's sweating a lot. And he's like, well, I'm attracted to hot <laughs> And things. the Predators go into the hottest thing. He's like, oh, Paxton's so hot. Just like, sweating you know, he'd wear that suit. mustache in true lies. It's true. He's spotted his prey and he wants him. Because later on, it's in, it's said by it's said it's said that it's implied that uh, Danny Glover is his new top pick. Mm-hmm. So I guess yeah. And the predator at this point, uh, everybody pulls a gun on the subway, and the predator is like, uh, "It's open season." Yeah, and he this just is starts awesome. cutting into everyone. This is awesome. The whole scene is amazing. It's yeah, like so he, great. It's just so chaotic again. There's just so many people like running around screaming. And I think shooting. it's doing that classic like '80s strobe light effect, right? Oh, yeah, in the yeah. scene at some point. Yeah. But you just get like flashes of the predator like coming towards camera and like blood spraying. And... Yeah, really, really effective. And then you got um, um, Chiquita Alonso um, going. Vamos, vamos, vamos! Trying to get everybody <laughs> she's out. Trying, yeah, she's trying to get all the people in the in the subway to like go to the front of the the train as I the know. train is like sparking and like you know whizzing by. Yeah, it's really chaotic. And then at the end, she gets everyone out and she decides I better go back and check it out. And I'm like, no. He's already turned like the the train car into like the slaughterhouse. It's like dead is bodies. Bill Paxton. Uh, like, is there anyone better than Bill Paxton to be like, oh, God, man, oh, God. <laughs> I mean, that's what defined him in Alias. Yeah, pretty much. And that's essentially what he does in this scene, too. He's basically kind of the same character. Yeah. yeah. He gets brutally murdered. How does he get? He just gets stabbed, right? You just right? see him some... uh, dead on the ground. And then mm-hmm. later on, when Gary Busey comes back, uh, it's not Gary Busey, Danny Glover. Danny Glover. Yeah, you see him getting his spine. <laughs> they get confused up. all the time. Gary Busey, Danny Glover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he's walking around like with his uh, skull and spinal cord. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because he pulls. It's a great it out. team. He's kind of poking around the 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 sub the subway track, and then he sees him getting his like head and Ugh. spine ripped out. So gross. He's like, oh. oh. <laughs> I could still save Bill Paxton. He could be. Oh no, nope, his spine's out. I think it's over now. Oh, he could just put that right back in. And then we have Miss um, um, Alonzo trying to check things out, and the predator grabs her, and he starts like clawing at her stomach. And I'm like, oh my god, he's cutting her open. But we see predator vision, and he can see her baby's heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Which did she even know she was pregnant? I don't it's know. a boy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you know, this never fine. really pays off. Like uh, Danny Glover, like having like a big shirt and he has like a baby stuffed underneath it or something like that. Well, it also, when the predator comes in for the kill, it also never pays off. Whereas we we don't see her again for the rest of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. They uh, take her away and that's it. Yeah, that's right. She gets on the stretcher and she's. I mean, out. something. She's alive. Have her come back in the third act to do something. That would have been cool, right? I think it's because it's the Danny Glover show it's yeah, all him it kind of agree, a reflection but... of the ending of predator the original which when i watched it i was like i forgot the last 30 minutes there's like no dialogue and it's just arnie versus the predator screaming yeah mm-hmm. and not exactly the same in this but it does become the danny glover show where it's just kind of mono a mono for a while but first he meets gary Busey, and gary Busey's like ah listen brother you know uh we're hunting aliens that's what we're actually doing i love his little speech here and this is actually kind of a little bit of a laid back gary Busey. He's not going absolutely nuts, um, but he mm-hmm. still brings like that kind of charm that he brings to every role where he's kind of unhinged, but he just has this way of, of saying every line and 
you know, he's like, this thing's on safari. He comes in and dumps a bunch of exposition, but it's him. So I'm okay with it. Yeah, him. it's fun to hang out with him. Yeah. <laughs> Just for a brief, a brief time before he goes into <laughs> yeah. the meat locker. I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want Gary Busey to be like my roommate or anything like that. No, I, I think that, I think I'd be. A, I could turn into a dog. Woof. What? <laughs> <laughs> What was that? All right, so <laughs> they end up going to the slaughterhouse because that's where the um, you know alien extra uh, extraterrestrial team have found out is the predator's home bases, mm-hmm. or he just yeah, keeps going that's back why there. I was kind of confused because like I I think they said he goes there to feed, mm-hmm. but like mm. I thought they liked the heat, so I guess that doesn't. Or maybe that has nothing to do with it. But, no, um, they don't go to hot places like buildings. They he's just in L.A. because it's hot. Right? But also he has mm. heat vision, so he can see people that way. Right. right? He has multiple visions, as well, we learn as in we the scene. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, yeah, that is such a great reveal. Where anyway, but first, Danny Glover he becomes the kind of like person in the control room for a while. Yeah. As the extra. I can't, man. I cannot say extraterrestrial. Extraterrestrial. I said it. it. Okay, got it. (laughs) Woo! Extraterrestrial. They have a really fun plan where it's like we're gonna cover it in like nuclear dust so he can't see us and wear special suits. Yeah, it's really great that their plan just goes to shit like immediately. Instantly. (laughs) They're like he won't be able to see us because. Uh, he, uh, they think he only has heat vision, essentially, um, which is a pretty big assumption. So they go in and they're like, where is he? Where is he? And Danny Glover's like, very, very alien-esque. He's like, he's right. He's right there. And they're like, give me a coordinate. And of course, he's on top of them, you know, because the predator goes and it's down a, from it's on And it's completely aliens because they have like the mounted cameras <laughs> like aliens has. Yeah. And it's, a, it's a fun, very fun sequence. There's like the beep. Isn't there like a beeping kind of alternative? Not exactly, but pretty close. Yeah. He's looking at the monitor and you can see mm-hmm. them. Uh, the predator's coming closer. And stuff goes to shit right away with the predator just ripping into all of them. Yeah, so it's like another slaughter. There's a lot of scenes of him just like killing a bunch of people. Um, and what surprised me about the scene was that Gary Busey gets killed seemingly by like a blast. And I'm like, that's how Busey gets killed? I remembered mm-hmm. it was different than that. That's because he comes back later on. Yeah, well, he's killed. Well, it's in the same scene, right? Later in the same scene. Yeah, he comes back because Danny Glover's like, I got to go take him down. Yeah, so Danny Glover gets in there, our hero. (laughs) Yeah, the only person who can take this predator down. If I was Danny Glover, I'd be like, I don't want to get involved with this. This is out of my pay grade. This is a little bit scary. That's insane. But he does. He runs into the slaughterhouse and he just kind of has a mano to mano with the predator. Mostly a chase sequence. They don't do they have kind of, they never really have a fist fight, do they? Where they're like punching each other? I don't think so, because how could he ever how could he ever stand <laughs> stand up against the predator? He's like but twice his I, size. Always remember about the scene is that like they fight forever. This like climax goes on. It's not and even on the climax. On. Well, I mean, do you not mean really, like after yeah. this scene? They well, go... this is technically the climax because like once he meets the predator, the chase is on until the end of the yeah, movie. So, so Gary Busey gets cut in half. Is what. We're, <laughs> what yeah, what Gary Busey comes back up from the blast and he's like, "It's personal." And then the predator is like, "Fuck you!" And he just cuts him in half. Yeah. So is that with the the discus? Because it's yes. super sharp, yeah, So, which will come important later. So then it's like this weird chase where Danny Glover and the Predator end up in an apartment building. <laughs> yeah, they go to the roof, and then they're on the roof, and they're like, ah, and the Predator's hanging there. Yeah. And I almost expected Danny Glover to be like, all right, I'm not letting you die. Yeah, like, like, like pick him up. up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But 
that's not what happens. He goes like, fuck you. And he takes the discus and he cuts the predator's arm off. And then the predator goes tumbling down, like bounces off an awning, enters another <laughs> apartment. He does like the thing where he like falls and he uses his claws to like connect to the wall. Yeah. And it creates like sparks as it happens. Like even though we can't see the predator's face, like you can tell he's been in scrapes like this before. <laughs> he knows yes. like, like, like survival instincts. But what I love about Danny Glover in this scene is that, like, okay, he's uh, resourceful, you know? He might not be as he, big and buff as Arnold, but mm-hmm. he can hold his own because he uh, sees that the, he can cut his arm. And he cuts his arm, the Predator's arm off with this thing. And in any other movie, this would be the end of the picture. You know, Danny Glover wins the day. And I wonder if this was reshoots. It almost feels like it because it goes like... I don't know even further on because the predator he just falls and he enters someone else's uh, apartment bathroom yeah i love this scene because uh, this is my favorite scene of the movie yeah. where suddenly the film stops so the predator can give himself a little bit of first aid yeah with so he takes pieces of the wall <laughs> and then mm-hmm. he mixes it he like crushes it up yeah. but he also has his own little goo that he puts on his arms like Blue goo which is like mm-hmm. what is that um just some kind uh, of know, healing um yeah you gotta cauterize the wound (laughs) yeah cauterize his wound which he does and he's like as danny glover very slowly goes down the side of the building this is the the scene where it kind of seemed like it was taking a very long time yeah well danny glover he does have um you know a fear of heights so takes him a while to come down oh you're right that was that was set up. Yeah, earlier. he doesn't. I mean, I guess the scene is him kind of getting over that fear of heights, but that's, you know, it's not like a big deal. I feel like, and it's weird because he doesn't really do it to save anybody either, because it's just him versus the predator at this point. Yeah, and it's just mostly like I'm not letting him get away. I liked the scene with the neighbor who's like, "You don't want to go in there. There's a predator in my bathroom." <laughs> Oh, and then uh, a great one-liner where Danny Glover's like, I'm a cop. And then the woman's like, I don't think it matters or I don't think he cares. <laughs> I don't think he cares. Yeah, that yep. was pretty good. Um, okay, so we end up in the Predator's spaceship in the last scene, which is apparently under this apartment building. Or it's That's near right, because the they building? go tumbling down an elevator shaft. Oh, right, the elevator and they shaft. End up, oh, my gosh. Yep. Down so the predator space. It's a long action scene. <laughs> it goes on and on and on. So we finally get into the predator's ship, and mm-hmm. we see a bunch of trophies on the wall, including some Easter eggs. Right? Uh, what do we That's see right. in there? There's an alien skull, which led to just. I mean, a whole Dark Horse comic book series, uh, <laughs> Alien versus Predator, the original version, not the one that ended up as a movie. Can you imagine there were other skulls like E.T. or what are some famous aliens that could show up there? Um, like the famous gray aliens, maybe. Um, no, but like movie aliens. <laughs> like what are some other famous like movie aliens that Close it's like, oh, my God, the Predators hunted Alf or something like that. <laughs> Close Encounters would be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are classic grays. I would love if there was some Predator versus them comic books or movies that that could come out. But no, it's mostly the alien. That's what everybody remembers. And yeah. I don't know what the story behind it is. I feel like it was probably something they just threw together. Like, we need some skulls on the wall. Oh, we'll have an alien skull. I mean, I think that seems most likely. Um, so, mm-hmm. so Danny Glover is surrounded by all of the other aliens. Well, before that, he has like a showdown with the main Predator, right? And he actually ends up killing him. 
which he is does. surprising because all he does is stab him like in his middle. So, yeah, he uses like the little disc thing. I feel like there's Predator fans that are listening to us being like, oh, it's called this. How do you not know what it's called? Yeah, I'm not sure. It's really just like a metal frisbee, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's a, it's a lot cooler. It's like the crawl thing, basically. I'm looking here. So the name of the Predator weapons are the Arm Blades, Claybore Mine, Combi Stick, Harpoon, Net Gun, Noose, Ornamental Dagger, Self-Destructive Device. I thought they would have, like, cool names. No, I I guess the lore never made it that far. Shuriken is just the, you know, the big thing. Oh, it's called the Smart Disc. That's a weird, that's a lame name. No. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so after he kills the main Predator, all these other Predators show up out of the mist and uh, it's kind of And cool. Danny Glover's like, I could do this all day. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they, they respect him, right? Is that that's what's mm-hmm. happening? That's right. And they give him a gun. They're oh, like, yeah. we don't have any use for this anymore. Here, you take this. So they're like, we got to get out of here. We got to go to the next hunting uh, spot. So mm-hmm. see you later. And uh, so what I'm guessing is like they all like let the one predator like do L.A. They were like hanging out in the back playing poker. And they're like, this is well, there could be the (laughs) assumption. There could be the assumption. Yeah, that like maybe it's a young one. Isn't that the plot of Alien versus Predator? They're supposed to be like young predators and that they're training on the aliens. I mean, I couldn't tell you, but that sounds right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So they they leave. They're like, um. They're like, bye. And then uh, everything's shaking. So (laughs) Danny Glover has to run out. Like, they don't even give him time to leave. They're just like, we're taking off. Are they just going to, like, leave the door, like, open in the back of the ship? Wasn't it, like, closing slowly? I don't know. So it's like, get the fuck out. It's like, okay, see ya. Yeah. Um, And then he walks out covered in in dust. Apparently Mm -hmm. a reference to the first movie. Yeah, it's exactly like the first movie. So, like, Arnold walks out, and then, like, Adam Baldwin comes down in the helicopter, and he's like, God damn it, we were so close this time. We didn't mention Adam Baldwin, but he's really not very good in this movie. He has, like, no personality. He's barely in it, kind of. Yeah, yeah. also, which is good, because I don't like him, so. Yeah, and Danny Glover got the pirate gun, so we know as the Predators have been around since, like, what, 17, yeah. at least which 1700s pretty, or something like that. That's a pretty cool, like, Yeah, thing. they come back throughout history, and they kind of, like, you know, adorn themselves like with all the trinkets. I looked into it. Yes, there is a predator fights in the Civil War comic. Don't ask on which side. There's also <laughs> multiple predators uh, on a boat comics. Robert Rodriguez famously wrote a draft of that back in the day that never got made, like boat? in the 90s. Like a cruise ship? <laughs> uh, <pirate laughs> no, ship? Like a pirate boat. Yeah. A, a what boat? A pirate boat. Oh, God. Really? Yeah. Eh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh. I mean, I like the idea that uh, that's what I like about this movie is, is it's kind of like continuing the lore where this first movie is a little bit more of a mystery. This is like expanding on it, but not to the point where it is stupid. Like, yeah, like it's, Alien it's not obnoxious. Predator. It's just sort of expanding the world, like hinting at, OK, these guys have like been around for a very, very long time. If you guys had to fan cast, like, where would you want the Predator to show up if there was like a real Predator 3? Hmm. Australia, maybe? Hmm. Australia. Well, there's a lot of big animals there he could face hmm. off against. It's hot, you know? You just want to see the Predator fight big animals? Well, no, like, like trying to hunt down people, but then big animals keep getting in the way. Uh, it's know. like that scene from Wake and Fright where he's hunting kangaroos, but it's the Predator just shooting <laughs> oh, his laser Jesus beam Christ. at them. Sure. Um, <laughs> that's, I think that, I think that could be fun that's a fucking yeah outback predator yeah and oh man he could fight the most deadliest enemy of all the crocodile dundee (laughs) (laughs) 
we got to bring back Crocodile Dundee. That's that's, that's not a predator. Not a this is a predator. <laughs> uh, so uh, that's the end of the movie. Uh, we kind of pull out and... Uh, Danny Glover's like, I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> he does no. not say that. He's great, though. Like, Don't worry. You get your, you'll get your chance. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. He says that to Adam. Oh, yeah. Man. It's because like, he knows he's coming back. So, yeah, I, I, really, I really do love this movie. I've seen it once before, but I think I appreciate it even more the second time. So I think that it, it definitely uh, uh, benefits from repeat viewings. Um, and I would still like... To prefer the first one but you're right they're very different movies it's different it's alien to aliens basically it's mm-hmm. yeah you can't Something, even really compare them. I, I, they're, they're so they're so different yeah I've controversially said oh, I like the second one more than the first but watching them back to back I don't know about that I go with Colin like they're very different movies yeah it's it's hard to choose and you shouldn't be made to choose no what's your favorite <laughs> out of the two of them you know whatever i like them both for what they are uh this mm-hmm. i'm very glad that this did a completely different thing if it just like you know redid the first one i think it'd just be so dull which is what all the other ones try to do like pred- was it the pred- predators predators the, yeah the not robert rodriguez one directed by nimrod Antal. Yeah. Also, again, Predator and Predator 2, different directors, so they're going to have mm. a different feel. You yeah, know? as they mm. should, which is really good. So, yeah, uh, you know, I would say I like it equal, but, you know, obviously <laughs> you got to see the first one. I think you're right. They both have merit, so yeah, you shouldn't have sure. to choose. I'm going to start, my new hot take is, you know what the best of the series is? Alien vs. Predator 2 Requiem. Well, that's the one I've never seen at all. <laughs> at least, I think it's good. I can't really see yeah, it in all this so inky dark. darkness. I remember my brother, <laughs> yeah. I was visiting my brother in Victoria, in Vancouver, and he's like, you know, I don't usually get away from the kids and the wife, so let's go see a movie. And I'm like, oh, there's, you know, whatever. I gave him a whole list of movies. Let's go see uh, Alien vs. Requiem. This is what he tells me. Mm-hmm. Alien vs. Predator Requiem. And it was so bad that I, I, like, we didn't speak on the way home in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't speak to him. <laughs> Wait, so you blame your brother? I was so for angry for him choosing this movie. You shouldn't have given him the cho- the power to choose. No, I was just, he's like, oh, man, let's go see, like, an alien movie. I'm like, yeah. All right, all right. But, uh, you know... Um, I forget what I was going to say. So, <laughs> It's time to wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this movie is available on Disney Plus in Canada. Um, <laughs> so bizarre what's on Disney Plus well, in Canada. Well, that's as we were saying, probably just in Canada. And I'm, it's on Hulu yeah, in the I'm States. Yeah, I'm guessing in the States it's Hulu. Yeah. Um, uh, I think all the Predators are, <laughs> are on our Disney they Plus. They must be, yeah. All yeah. the Fox movies. Uh, so yeah, definitely check it out. I'm sure you can rent it on iTunes as well. And uh, if you want to email the podcast, we're at no such thing as a bad movie at gmail.com. And we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash no such thing as a bad movie. And if you're on the $2 level, you can be uh, submitted to a draw to pick uh, a movie for our uh, listener request lottery. And for people who don't understand how it works, all you have to do is be a patron at the $2 level and up, and uh, I will pick the winner. Uh, so that's all you have to do. And I will let you know, and then you can pick the movie. And uh, if you're on the $5 level, you get a bonus episode every two weeks. And next week, we are releasing an episode on one of the Best Picture nominees. I'm not going to say which one. And if you want to find me, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at April at Mansky. You can find me on Twitter at DeClue J and on Letterboxd at Justin DeClue, D-E-C-L-O-U-X. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Sergeant Zima, S-G-T-Z-I-M-A. 
And that's it for this week. I hope that uh, things start warming up here, maybe as warm as they are in Predator 2. I mean, I don't, I don't No, I don't want a Predator to come. <laughs> that would just right. add I to a problem. I might be sweating through my, <laughs> through my suit jacket. You have to wear two suits. <laughs> yeah, two suits. <laughs> I'm with Colin. I prefer the cold to the heat. Uh, you guys are wrong. No, I, I like a, a good midway, you know, a spring and mm. autumn. You're right. Maybe. Those are the best, but I, I yeah, definitely prefer summer. I'm April Advanced <laughs> I'm Justin Clue. I'm Colin Cunningham. And remember, there's no such thing as a bad movie.